Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Soberlink. The Soberlink system is designed to make parenting time safer with real-time remote alcohol monitoring. Soberlink uniquely combines a breathalyzer with wireless connectivity and is the only system that includes facial recognition, tamper detection, and advanced reporting. Parents can submit a test anytime, anywhere, and have test results delivered automatically to the concerned parties. Simplify co-parenting arrangements by using the system that provides transparency and proof of sobriety throughout the day. Join the thousands of parents who are already benefiting from Soberlink by visiting www.soberlink.com backslash family law. For a limited time, get an exclusive $50 off your device by emailing info at soberlink.com and mentioning Divorce and Beyond. Coming up on today's episode of the Divorce and Beyond podcast. Because I had spoken to you, because I knew the serious of this situation. I reached out to my doctor immediately. She called in a substitute prescription for me. I ran out and got it. And within you know one day, I was back to feeling completely normal and myself. And what I said to you earlier was, I'll never know what might have happened if I had not spoken to you. Um, and thank, and I thank God that I will never know. And my family will never know. Um, unfortunately, you do know. Hello, and welcome to the Divorce and Beyond podcast. I'm Susan Guthrie, your host. As a top divorce attorney and family law mediator for 30 years, I know what you need to know to get through your divorce, and most importantly, how to move beyond it to thrive and transition to your new future. My experts and I are here to give you the insider view into the process, so listen in for the wisdom and expert information you need on your journey through divorce and beyond. Hello, and welcome to today's podcast. I'm Susan Guthrie, your host, and today is a very special episode with a very special guest. Um, For those of you who listen regularly, you know last week um, I had Dr. Elizabeth Cohen on the show, the divorce doctor, our friend, the divorce doctor. And because September is Suicide Prevention Month, Um, Dr. Elizabeth was on and we were talking about the perfect storm, the fact that during divorce, your chances of experiencing symptoms of depression and anxiety go up multifold, as well as the, the fact that we're going through the stress and anxiety of COVID is really leading to sort of an unprecedented number of people experiencing mental health problems. Um, And so that was our episode last week. And this week, I really want to build on that and bring to your attention something that has been brought to my attention very personally recently, um, but through my my friend, and um, I'm just so thrilled to have her here. So let me tell you about Wendy Dolan. Wendy is a therapist herself, and she's also a nationally recognized drug safety advocate. And we met socially through a group that uh, my husband is involved with and Wendy's husband was involved with. And that's that's part of the story. So Wendy and her husband, Stuart, were happily married for 35 years, living, you know, sort of that 
that picture perfect life. They have two beautiful children. I love that she includes, they had an energetic Labrador. All of you know my dogs are my my fur babies. Um, but unfortunately and, and sadly and tragically in 2010, life changed in literally an instant for Wendy and her family. When Stuart tragically died while suffering from an adverse drug reaction called akathisia. And if you're like me, you've never heard of akathisia. I had never heard of akathisia. And thankfully I did through Wendy. And I'm going to tell you why in a second. But Wendy has taken what many, you know, might have crushed many people, what might have led many people to to have great difficulty in moving forward and finding positivity in their lives. And Wendy has created a, a nonprofit, which is called the Medication-Induced Suicide Prevention and Education Foundation, and that's in memory of her husband, Stuart Dolan. The acronym is MISSD, M-I-S-S-D. Um, and it is dedicated to increasing akathisia awareness. So let me, before I go into my personal experience recently, I just think, Wendy, you know, your bravery in coming here and talking about this is something that you know is very important. And, and I just, I truly admire you for, for coming um, on the show today to talk about this. So thank you. Well, thank you, Susan. It's an honor to be here. And I can't wait to be part of this podcast. Well, and, and so I do want to tell my listeners, I mentioned to everyone last uh, episode with Dr. Elizabeth that um, one of the things that I suffer from is seasonal affective disorder. And so I have been on Lexapro, which is an antidepressant for a few years. Um, but recently I went away for a week and somehow missed putting my little pill that I take one pill a day into my pill holder. Didn't even realize I'd forgotten, but was away and about midweek, I started to feel strange. That's the best way I can describe it. I felt fuzzy. I felt like I couldn't think clearly. And I, I was having, I just didn't feel right. And I thank God that you and I have talked because it dawned on me that this might have something to do with the fact that I wasn't taking my regular medication um, and that maybe this was something, a withdrawal or some sort of negative side effect. And I only knew about this, Wendy, from talking to you. But because I had spoken to you, because I knew the serious of this situation. I reached out to my doctor immediately. She called in a substitute prescription for me. I ran out and got it. And within you know one day, I was back to feeling completely normal and myself. And what I said to you earlier was, I'll never know what might have happened if I had not spoken to you. Um, and, thank, and I thank God that I will never know. And my family will never know. Um, unfortunately, you do know what might have happened or how that might have played out. So again, I, I think this is such an important topic to talk about. And I, I'm just grateful that you're here to, to help raise awareness as you have been doing with MIFT. And Susan, thank you for your own personal story because it's stories like yours that I hear all over the world that come into us through Shared at MIST. And you realize the importance that this is life-saving work. You don't know where this could have gone. And I'm so grateful that you knew this information. 
Well, and that's, I mean, I will be eternally grateful. And it's, you and I had already talked about doing this episode, but it made me that much more, you know, intent on getting this information out to everyone. And I just want to say to those who are listening, you know, you may be thinking that, well, I'm not on antidepressants or I don't take, you know, that type of medication. There's more to this story than just antidepressants, anti-anxieties. And we're going to get into that. But the key here is to be, is awareness, right? I mean, everything starts with being aware. And you, Wendy, and and Stuart, your late husband, you were not aware. And, no, and not. you know, so I, I don't want to, you know, take you through too much of this, but could you tell a little bit of the story about, you know, what happened for Stuart and for all of you? Because I think that that's, that will bring this home for people. Well, thank you. I mean, Stuart was a partner at an international law firm. And I'd say maybe late spring, early summer, he started to experience just some situational anxiety. And as a therapist, I see that all the time. And he thought that maybe by taking a medication, he would feel better. I mean, he was a very proactive person about his health. We call them good consumers of, you know, of therapy and mental health. And he was prescribed Paxil, and almost from the beginning of him starting to take the medication, I noticed changes. I noticed changes in just, you know, a little weepy. He was um, a lot of agitation, and it kind of crescendoed. That's how I can describe it. It crescendoed till the night before um, he died. We were sitting at dinner, and he was tapping his leg, and he kept saying to me, Wendy, I don't get it. I still feel so anxious, but Stuart had had a plan. He was going to get up and exercise. He listened to a meditation tape. And in the morning, you know, he was driving to work. He said he felt a little bit better. And that was the last conversation I ever had with him. And then, you know, he ended up having some meetings and went out to lunch with a client where, you know, he planned for the next week's meeting and what becomes sort of a little bit of morbid humor is he had gout and he used to talk about his last meals before he died and it was going to be a big steak or something like that. So an hour before he died, he had a chicken salad with a dressing on the side. So the joke is like, you know, that wouldn't have been it. And then he got back to his office, got up from his desk, left the building and 30 minutes later, he walked to a train station that he never would have taken. It was going out to O'Hare and ended his life by jumping in front of the train. And, you know, um, this was a total shock. And, you know, being a social worker, being a safe patient advocate who deals with suicide, you can always say to someone, well, you don't know someone's real deep dark secrets. Maybe there's some hidden issue. And no, I mean, this was just so out of character for Stuart. I mean, he was high on life. He was, you know, a, a, a really funny, great father, husband. I mean, you know, I later found out that we were the marriage and family that people, you know, used to use as an example. And so he was, he was gone. And, you know, it was just, you know, no note, nothing, you know, and... So what happened was, <clears throat> pardon me, about a month after he died, unbeknownst to me, friends of mine were researching this because, you know, nobody could believe this was Stuart. And about a month after Stuart died, 
one of my girlfriends called me up and said akathisia. And I remember writing it down on a piece of paper and I didn't know how to spell it. No one knew how to pronounce it. And then that night when I found out about it, I Googled akathisia, Axel and suicide. And then all of a sudden, all this information popped up. And it was like, you know, I've spoken about this before. It's one of those moments where how do you have this information and just go, oh, well, I'm going to go on with my life. And it was so deadly and it caused so much harm that I said, this has to be my life mission. Well, and, and, you know, to your credit, you, you've made it your life mission. It, when people hear what you've accomplished with MIST and and just the outreach that you've done, uh, you know, me being one little tiny, tiny piece, um, but you've reached so many people. But, it, you know, so it strikes me, you know, you, you find this huge influx of information when someone brings it to your attention. But what what is akathisia? What is that that, you know, that you didn't know about, I didn't know about? Well, that's, that's a great question. I mean, akathisia, by definition, is an adverse drug side effect. And what's significant about this is that it causes such internal restlessness that the sufferer is driven to violence, self-harm, or suicide. And what's really important for your viewers to know is this doesn't, you don't, this is not happening to suicidal people. This is happening, this is a drug reaction. And that's why I felt that, you know, millions and millions of people in this country take medications. And how can they not be aware of such a devastating side effect? In fact, one scientist who talked about akathisia states it's so disturbing and hard to handle that death is a welcome result. So Stuart didn't want to end his life. He wanted to end the feeling. And I'm going to go to my notes here because um, basically this is what I tell people whenever I speak anywhere. For whatever reason you take a medication, if forever the reason that you were prescribed the medication, you either start to feel worse or you start to have symptoms that were not your presenting problem, you need to be a good consumer. You need to call your doctor. But if you really are starting to feel suicidal, you need to call 911. And so there's internal symptoms that are sometimes harder to understand. So there's, um, let me just say this, there is a, um, the inner signs can include, um, inner, you know, feelings of agitation, anxiety, People will call it brain zaps. People will feel like they're they have their brains on fire. Did that hurt? The brain zaps. That's a great way to describe it. That is exactly how I felt when um, I wasn't taking the medication. So, as a question to you, Susan, when those brain zaps occurred, what did it feel like? What went through your body? What was going through you at that time? You, uh, for me, it, it, it's very hard to describe. I have to say that, but brain zaps is about as close as I can get there. But it's also, you almost feel like you're removed from your body. Exactly. I, yeah. I felt like I, I was experiencing it from outside. Yeah. People will talk about this and is an out of body experience and people feel like, you know, my mouth is sucking on a battery I've heard, or, you know, worms are crawling on me. And one of um, this woman, Kim Woodsack, was one of the leading 
safe patient advocates in the country, she said that her husband felt he would actually put his hands on his head. I don't get it. Like he was outside of his body. The outer signs um, are, you know, agitation and pacing, um, you know, rocking back and forth. I mean, in fact, quite tragically, the last person that saw Stewart said he was pacing back and forth on the platform and looked like a polar bear in a cage. And so it's that kind of profound, you know, symptom. But what I think you're describing, and this is the thing that so many people talk about, is this um, cognitive confusion. Like people who were involved in their daily routine, you know, another activist will describe her husband as um, he listened to a TV show and couldn't follow the plot. He was, in Stewart's case, he just, you know, just seemed like, you know, daily routines were just kind of tricky for him. So I think that that, in another one of um, our people um, who is involved with akathisia, her daughter, a college student, had gone to class every single day for months and then suddenly couldn't find her classroom. So that, the combination of the inner signs, the outer, and then that cognitive confusion is makes this a very profound underreported side effect. Well, and that I think is significant for people because honestly, if I hadn't talked to you, I wouldn't have put any of this together, right? I had no, one, I didn't even know I wasn't taking my pill. It didn't occur to me go, to go look until because, until I put it together based on our conversations. And that's what I'm hoping, you know, people are going to start having some sort of ability to see these symptoms for what they are, perhaps, and, and at least investigate it. So that's the other thing is is what I called my doctor immediately, right? That's what I first thing I thought of. And she, uh, I will tell you, when I told her I, by mistake, had was not taking my antidepressant, she jumped on it immediately. She yes. she knew the danger and the worry. And she was, she stressed to me the importance of quickly going and getting the refill and starting to take it again right away. But also mentioned to me um, and asked me, are you having any, you know, additional symptoms. Do you think you need additional help? Please make sure your your family members know that you're going through this um, and having this. She actually spoke to my husband, um, who was with me at the time, um, to make sure everyone was aware. I love what your doctor said, because we will talk about the buddy system, where we say to people, when you're stopping or starting or changing dosage, I mean, the definition, let me back up here, the definition of akathisia is when you're stopping or starting or changing the dosage of many classes of medication, if you start having these kinds of reactions, you need to call 911 or your doctor. But I also talk quite strongly about the buddy system. You know, like if you're starting a new med, talk to someone, make them aware of that. But what I want to get back to, and, and, and this is, and I think this is really important for your viewers. When we first started MIST, and I just want to throw in how the name came about because I think it's really special. You know, when someone dies and you're in grief, you keep thinking of everything someone will miss. And yeah. so that's how we got to MIST, you know, because Stuart isn't going to be around for those life events that, he's, that we all wish he was here for. But when we first started MIST, the mission included antidepressants and antipsychotics. And this is the power 
of social media and the power of a platform is as we started getting our message out, we have something called shared at missed. And all of a sudden we were hearing from people all over the world. And I mean, all over the world. Well, this happened to me when I took my acne drug. This happened to me when I took a malaria drug. In fact, um, Aaron Foster, the actress who has followed us, um, took Tamiflu and became and had suicidal thoughts. So the mission, you know, what I don't want your viewers, I don't want, again, I'm not anti-drug. We are pro-information, but I don't want your viewers to come away and say, oh, I'm not on an antidepressant. I'm not on an SSRI. I'm okay. It's an awareness being in touch with your own body where I'd say anything, anything right. you can do. Benadryl can cause those kinds of symptoms. So I think it's just a general safe patient movement. Well, I, I think that's an extremely significant factor for people to understand. We are talking about this um, in conjunction with my episode on the increase in anxiety and depression. Um, but you can be on almost any kind of medication, as you just said, and could be experiencing these types of symptoms and have this type of reaction. Now, it's not an extremely common thing, but it is something to be aware of. It happens much more often than I think people are aware. I agree. I mean, you know, it's been very hard to get the exact percentage of people who have suffered from akathisia. However, because I don't think it's been recognized, it's been miscoded, mislabeled, I personally think it's happening more than we even know. I, I, I would think that has to be true because, frankly, although I know I went through that, where would that be reported anywhere? Where would anyone no. know about it? Right. And for my own embarrassment, I never reported Stewart's death to the FDA. You know, well, but you wouldn't I know. I didn't, yeah. it, it didn't, it didn't cross my mind at that time. It, it didn't, until we're just talking about it, it didn't really, I mean, I wouldn't even know where you would report it. I guess you're saying it would be to the FDA, but that's, I think, more of the danger here is that it is underreported. Um, it's underrecognized in people and not everyone's going to have the extreme reaction of right. ending their life. But it's all of these can be, I mean, I will tell you that day that this happened, I was giving a presentation that had, I, I don't know, something like 600 people watching it. And I didn't feel I was particularly effective that day in my presentation. I was a little subpar, I felt, because frankly, my brain just wasn't working properly. Um, and that was very frustrating and upsetting to me in and of itself for people. So so this can have, you know, small effects, but also, unfortunately, very large effects on people's lives like you've experienced. I mean, the thing that's interesting is there's there's four types of akathisia. Um, you know, what you were experiencing was withdrawal akathisia, and that's actually become a huge topic in the news, especially in the UK. They're doing a lot of discussions about withdrawal, but then there's something called acute and chronic and tardive. Tardive happens delayed. Tardive means delayed. But what it's really been disturbing for me is Stuart had acute akathisia. It happened within six days. But the thing that's so terrible is chronic akathisia. And that is akathisia that is actually a lifelong problem. That even if you stop the meds, eat no matter what you do, there are people that somehow neurologically have been triggered 
And it just is a lifelong tragic thing they have to deal with. Which, I mean, that that's, it's awful to think about having just gone through it for a day or two. Yeah. Um, but but I do I do want to point out also one thing you just said there. Stuart had only been on Paxil for six days right. before he ended his life. Um, so I, I also want people to hear that that this can be an incredibly fast moving right. phenomenon. Absolutely. Hey everybody, it's Susan, and I'm taking a quick break to ask you all for a big favor. If you like the show, if you think it's helped you, I'd love for you to leave me a review, hopefully five stars, on your favorite podcast platform. I really want to get the word out about the show to anyone who's looking for help to get through their divorce, and as you know, beyond. Um, So if you would do that for me, I'd really appreciate it. I also love to hear from you. So please feel free to email me your questions, your comments, or just let me know how you're doing in your case or if a show helped you. You can reach me at divorceandbeyondpod at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow both me and the show on Instagram. That's at divorceandbeyond and at Susan Guthrie ESQ. Stay tuned for more from Susan and her guest, Wendy Dolan, the founder of Mist, with the episode that just might save your life. Early on, we had t-shirts where we had the Mist logo on the front and the definition of akathisia on the back. And we would do these, you know, suicide walks. And inevitably, people would tap me on my shoulder or the board members who were participating in this walk. Wait a minute. That happened to my loved one. I never knew it had a name. And I'd say 99% of the people were military families. If you are enjoying this episode, check out The Perfect Storm, What You Need to Know About Anxiety, Depression, Divorce, and COVID in the second of our series of episodes with Dr. Elizabeth Cohen, The Divorce Doctor. I want to start by really saying to anyone who has experienced depression or anxiety um, in their lives to know that you're not alone, that emotions are there to help tell us something about what we need to do next. And now we return to today's show. One thing I wanted to explain to your viewers too, because this was really important to me, You know, when I first learned about akathisia and I was like, well, wait a minute, how could he have had lunch and been okay? And then like an hour later be gone. And so this Dr. David Healy, who's probably one of the leading experts on akathisia in the world, explained it to me in a way where I think your viewers can really understand that his, 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 um, you know, example was you're in a nursing home and someone has Parkinson's. You know, and there's two nursing stations, one on either end of the hallway. Someone could see someone very fluidly walking down the hall and think, well, that person's doing great. And then they freeze suddenly and they can't move. He calls that the light switch of akathisia, that that's how quickly you can be feeling okay, having lunch, and then instantly 
it switches. And that really made so much sense to so many people. Like, how can you go from, like you said, you know, just you had a switch. How do you go from one thing to brain zaps? It's a switch. And I think people need to be aware of that. Well, and that's, I, 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 you know, I can't say with any, you know, any more vigor how important this topic is. And the thing that I want people who are listening to realize is it's important for them, but they also need to be thinking about their family members who are on medications, their friends. You know, this is a message to, that is so important to continue to put out in, you know, in ever evolving layers. And that's something that MIST is dedicated to. I mean, and what you have accomplished with MIST that really started from that moment that you just described where your friend told you about akathisia and you Googled it and, and, and found there were all these resources and realized it was, it was important to get this out there. I mean, tell us a little bit just about what MIST does and what you've accomplished because it's, it's truly inspiring. Well, thank you. I mean, we, you know, when you are the mission of MIST, and I have a wonderful board, is to really spread awareness and prevention. And so what we do is, um, and all the work we do is for free. In fact, you know, if your viewers, you know, like my presentation or what they've heard today, this is what we do. It's free to anybody's organization. And so we do, I've done conferences all over the world where literally we just take our message. We do, we've identified audiences that we think this is important for. So basically, of course, healthcare professionals, and we have a CEU course that's on our website, miss.co, and it's a one-hour free accreditation course for social workers or mental health care professionals. Everyone needs to keep up with their education. So that's been wonderful. We're currently working on one for doctors, for continuing medication um, units, and... Um, it's being reviewed right now, and that's been a huge process. But we also have produced two extraordinarily simple and easily to view videos. One is what is akathisia and what does akathisia look like? And as of this morning, I checked, we have over 205,000 viewers. And then we also have um, the missed podcast. We have missed, excuse me, akathisia stories. And these are people whose loved ones have experienced akathisia and share their stories. But in addition to that, we produce brochures and we have a booth that we've taken all over the world. And in what's really amazing about this is people go, wait a minute, you're not selling anything. You're not affiliated with drug companies. You're just, you've come all the way to Copenhagen. You've come all the way to London, you know? And I said, yeah, that's it. And so I think that we spread awareness all over the world. And, you know, and in addition to that, I, in addition to what would be considered, what you would think of as the, the more normal routine doctors, healthcare professionals, nurses, pharmacists, we're like, wait a minute, um, first responders need to see this. You know, one of my board members, um, newer, newer board members is married to a first responder and her father um, actually took a muscle relaxant and as he was coming off of it, ended his life by suicide. And her husband was with the police department. And I've spoken to first responders, crisis intervention um, organizations, 
I even went to Hazleton Betty Ford because there's been a connection between antidepressants, alcohol, and suicide. Um, it, it's an, it, and I can just keep going on and on. So we've had these multiple, multiple ways that we share our message. And, you know, I, I take every opportunity to educate the public. One of, I think, my most favorite populations has been the military. That, to yeah. me, has been really an interesting um, love of mine. And, and it's so wonderful how it started. So early on with MIST, you know, we do a lot of giveaways. You know, we've done cops, everything. Well, early on, we had T-shirts where we had the MIST logo on the front and the definition of akathisia on the back. And we would do these, you know, suicide walks. And inevitably, people would tap me on my shoulder or the board members who were participating in this walk. Wait a minute. That happened to my loved one. I never knew it had a name. And I'd say 99% of the people were military families. So went back to my board, talked about it, and one of my board members um, got me connected with Canines for Veterans, which is just a wonderful organization. And through Canines for Veterans and military docs and all this, we, we started taking lots of resources to educate the military. And what's been fascinating about this military involvement is that the rate of suicide amongst the military, I believe, is 22 to 23 per day. And yes, they have PTSD and all that, but they've suddenly had a, um, an awareness that this is um, driven by medication. And so that's been something we're particularly proud of, the awareness that we've drawn in that particular group. And they're such a supportive group. And who doesn't want to help the military? Right. Well, and I think that's such a significant thing. I know in one of our prior conversations, we were talking about the fact that the military has certain medications that they require people yeah. in the military to take that actually can be medications that can lead to akathisia. One of them was um, anti-malarial. Yeah, yeah. Is that right? Yeah. There's an interesting case in Canada where the Canadian veterans are suing, not the drug company, they're suing the Canadian government because they feel that they've been forced to take a drug that has a high suicide connection. I mean, I mean, think about that for our military families and our members of the military that are already giving so much. And I know these medications, again, MIST is not anti-medication. I want everyone to hear that loud, strong, and, and clear. It, MIST is not against taking medications. MIST is, a, is for awareness. For I mean, listen, as a therapist, I refer clients for psych consults. I say the time has come, and when Stuart first died, I turned to medication. But there's, you can, we just want people to be aware. One of the things in association with the military that I wanted to bring up, and this is an important thing for your viewers in general, in fact, I believe... It was a recent, yes, New York Times article. It was, it's called Prescription Cascading. And they just started talking about it. And that is, let's say for you, Susan, you took Lexapro and it wasn't working. Then the next right. step is perhaps your doctor would then say, okay, Susan, you need more Lexapro. Oh, well, that's not worrying. Working. Let me add a mood disorder. Well, now I'm having trouble sleeping. 
And so this has been happening a lot with the military. In fact, at one of the times I spoke at this, um, I think it was, um, out, you know, with the Canines for Veterans, and I remember sitting in the bar with my sister, who's a board member, and a group of veterans just started surrounding us, all sharing their story. And one guy had been on 19 meds, oh 19 God. meds, and felt suicidal. And he actually hurt his partner. And she, you know, never violent. And so this is the kind of thing that I also talk about is we got to be careful about pres prescriptions. And my thing is that forever, whatever reason you took the drug and it's not working, then maybe this is just not the rug, right drug for you. Right. And that's another significant factor. I think one of the things that people need to be is educated on all of these possibilities so that they can have the intelligent conversations with their doctors. But the other thing that I think you've made very clear here is not all doctors or other healthcare providers are 100% up to speed on this particular topic. And that is one of the important missions of MIST. You know, you have the accreditation programs either already in existence or in the works for medical doctors. So, Wendy, one of the other things that I think is important for us to cover is COVID. Because COVID, as I talked about in the episode with Dr. Elizabeth, COVID is adding additional layers of medications and diagnoses and issues for people. How has COVID um, impacted what MIST is doing in your mission? That's a great question. Um, the thing that we talked about a lot, and I think that Dr. Cohn covered this in your last podcast, and that is that there has been a 34% increase of antidepressants and anti-anxieties because of uh, medications, because of everything that's happening during COVID. And I think sort of now more than ever, people need to be aware of side effects. And I think so that's the um, increase in prescriptions is particularly significant. But me personally, I am concerned about the rush to market for COVID treatment and vaccines. I mean, I will look forward to the day when I can take a vaccine, but I'm somewhat concerned. I shouldn't say somewhat. I'm very concerned about are we doing legitimate drug trials? Are these rigorous? I mean, I want to back up to a point that you just recently made, and that is what do doctors know? Doctors get something, and I'm going to tie it into my concerns about drug trials. Doctors get something that's called a dear doctor letter. And it comes from the drug company and it goes to the doctor. And when Stewart's doctor got the note on Paxil, and I don't remember what year it was, it was sliced as the next best things, you know, since like, you know, white bread that um <laughs> Yeah, I don't know how even to explain it. And that it lowered the rate of suicide to about 1%. It was just a, an amazing exaggeration. Unbeknownst to the real world was 20 people killed themselves during the drug trial, never reported. 40 more people developed symptoms of akathisia, and it was never reported. And it turned out that instead of Paxil reducing the um, threat of suicide to about 1%, it actually increased it to, I want to say, about 800%. So my concern is that we've got to hope and pray that these drug companies are taking their time, 
that they're warning people about drug side effects. And from me being a social worker, learning in statistics, drug trials can go for 12 to 18 months. And you need to include people of color, different ages. I don't think we've ever even tried the vaccine on children. So this is a long way of saying that I want consumers to just be aware, be grateful for when the vaccine comes, but also ask some questions. You know, what, what, was your, what was your study group? How many people were in it? What are the reported side effects? And I think that is, is my biggest fear for all of this during COVID, those two issues. You know, it's 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 hard to balance, right? We're all hoping and praying for the day where COVID can be something in our past, or at least something that we can go back to normal life. But at what cost? And I think we we all need to be aware of that. So um, we this is such an important topic for those of you who are listening. If you want to hear more, Wendy and I are going to continue this conversation on the YouTube channel video. So you can go over to the YouTube channel for the Divorce and Beyond podcast. It's on the website as well, divorceandbeyondpod.com. And you'll be able to continue watching the video. But for those who are listening to the podcast, Wendy, how can they get in touch with you, get in touch with Miss, and find out more about akathisia? Basically, if they could go to miss.co and miss, M-I-S-S-D, Co. If you go there, you'll see, you know, we, we post articles all the time. The two videos are there. There's also something, um, we have our Miss YouTube channel. That's important. We have, um, this is really important. It's, it's miss.learnupon.com. That's our CEU course. And if you go to, um, you know, Mist Foundation, you will also see many, many other articles and videos. And I always say this to people, if you like what you heard today, please post it on your Facebook page or your Twitter accounts, because this is to me a safe patient movement. And it's protecting yourself, your others and, you know, people you care about. And it's an important, simple message. Start, stop or change dosage of medication. Be aware. And that's such a good point. I'm going to tell everyone I will be posting about this all, you know, this week very heavily, but beyond. Go to my Instagram account or my Facebook account, um, Divorce and Beyond, on both of those, at Divorce and Beyond. And just repost, please. Repost my posts. Let people know about this. You don't know who you're going to help. Wendy did not know when she went out to lunch with me and we talked about what had happened in her life that she was probably going to be saving mine and you may be doing the same for someone else and and Wendy I'll be eternally grateful to you and to Mist and for what you're doing so thank you for coming on as I said we will continue this conversation Um, but for those of you who are listening on the podcast go on over to the show notes I'm going to have links to Mist, links to their videos links to all their channels Um, and again please repost the posts let people know share this information such an important topic thank you Susan for this opportunity it's been an incredible experience 
you for joining me today on the Divorce and Beyond podcast. I hope you found some information and inspiration to help you on this journey. Please join me every Monday at 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for a new episode. And if you like the show, please take the time to subscribe and leave me a five-star review on iTunes. You can also find more information on the website at divorceandbeyondpod.com where you'll find links to the YouTube channel, transcripts of the episodes, and other bonus content. So I'll see you next week to help you move through your divorce and beyond. Thank you.